a modern day lifestyle is it's detrimental to to the physical body to the the mental the mental state um the human body is made to move it's made to be challenged in such a way where it's forced to adapt to its environment because when you fill your own cup when you are strong in yourself when you are disciplined in your own health like daily habits what that does it overflows into your you know your family life into um into your child's life when i first experienced the tre which stands for trauma release exercise or tension release exercise it uh it just blew my mind what the body it was capable of you know with the release of this stored tension that we have in our body this episode of the Project Human podcast is with Daniel DePau. Daniel is a coach with a unique set of skills and knowledge. Having built a base of physical ability working at sea, he quickly adapted to CrossFit and then went on to incorporate methods such as rope flow and steel mace training. Daniel is also a TRE, Trauma Release Exercise Practitioner, and an Enlifted Certified Mindset Coach. Check out this episode with Daniel. He's got a lot of interesting perspectives on movement, mindset, and living our best lives. Hi, Daniel. Thanks very much for joining me. Um, one of the things that I like to do on this podcast is talk to people, talk to coaches who are working in health and performance and using some methods which are perhaps a little unconventional. And from the conversations that we've had already, I've seen that you've got a, a diverse skill set and um, you employ some modalities that maybe the average gym goer, average fitness health enthusiast wouldn't have heard of or at least hasn't heard of yet. So I'd really like to discuss some of those things and find out more about how you work with people. Um, some of the things like rope flow and steel mace work and the TRE um, work that you do, perhaps we can get into some of those things. Um, but maybe to start off with, could you tell me a bit about how you went from working on the sea to becoming a coach? Well, hello, everybody. And uh, thank you, Imran, for you know inviting me onto the, the podcast. Like you said, we've had we had a couple of conversations. Um, so when last year, 20, 2022, a um, couple of conversations connected um, online. Um, well, hello, everybody. My name is Daniel. Um, um, I'll start off like uh, growing up uh, my 20s. You know, I spent days working at sea with my father, um, navigating the Atlantic Ocean, deep sea tuna fishing. Um you know, from there, there was, uh, I learned what hard work and discipline is. And that really like instilled that mindset inside of me um, and realized the having physical strength made my job a lot easier. Um, my passion for, for fitness really grew on the deck of, of a tuna boat, you know, with that daily grind, that uh, hard hard work that that goes into it every single day catching tuna because the way that we do it is is a very physical um what they call pollen line tuna fishing um 
so I did that for roughly eight, eight to nine years. Um, my early twenties, uh, towards like 27, 28. Um, and then from there, I left working, uh, working at sea, still worked in the, in the family business. Um, but then from there found, uh, CrossFit. Uh, my sister was a CrossFit coach at that time and I decided to go try it out. And with my work capacity that I already built from the years working on the deck, I, I flourished like in the, the first three months I, I was certified as a, as a, as a CrossFit coach and doing muscle ups, like two months into doing, uh, uh doing, uh, uh, CrossFit with some of the people that was in the, in the box, you know, been doing CrossFit for like a year, year and a half. And yeah, I come in from out of nowhere. Um, and it's, it really showed me for uh, like what it meant to have a physical background compared to say somebody else that worked in office. Um, and from there, uh, I dove deeper, deeper into physical training and really built that, that passion in, in training and, and, taking care of the body. Um, I did CrossFit for about uh, two and a half years. And, you know, then COVID hit. Um, had a back injury as well. Before uh, before COVID, I had, uh, before lockdowns and uh, that whole period of time, uh, I had a back injury from, from CrossFit doing deadlifts. And, from there, I had found, you know, a couple of alternative healing modalities, um, one being, um, well, the main one being TRE, which is trauma release exercise. You know, with that back injury, I had this uh, sciatica pain, this just an, a niggle constantly in my lower back. Um, and I was talking to a friend and he told me about TRE. His girlfriend was a TRE provider. Um, I went to go see her. And when I first experienced the TRE, which stands for trauma release exercise or tension release exercise, it, uh, it just blew my mind what the body it was capable of, you know, with the release of this stored tension that we have in our body. Um, and I'll go more into exactly what that is. But yeah, that's that's a rough breakdown from you know working at sea to going to CrossFit to learning TRE, and then there's a whole another period of uh, other modalities and tools that I've picked up along the way. Right. So, was there a point, a pivotal moment, when you decided that you wanted to help other people um, with their health and performance and fitness? Yeah. So that's is it always been something that uh, I've always wanted to to do. So before I started working at sea, there was a time, you know, in my life where, you know, I thought of, of becoming a personal trainer. Um, I just, in that time, my mindset was uh, my identity that I was, that I had in that time was not in a place where I saw that for myself. Um, so it was, you know, after, after leaving C and you know doing uh, getting into CrossFit, it was it was in that time period where you know I I had this base of physical fitness that I had built, you know, just from a, a from a place of you know um, something that I just I needed for for the work that I was doing, 
And over the years, you know, you, you begin to see people walking around in the this, this modern day lifestyles that they have and how a modern day lifestyle is it's detrimental to to the physical body to the the mental the mental state um the human body is made to move it's made to be challenged in such a way where it's forced to adapt to its environment um when i was working at sea we are in constantly changing environments and your, you you adapt whether it's a sleep a deprivation or you know hard work for a good couple of days straight where you're physically moving um, your body adapts to it and in a modern day lifestyle it's very much comfortable and people are having these pains and these general like bodies that are deteriorating because of this comfort and there was something in me that wanted to to bring some form of change. So, you know, going through that and teaching people CrossFit and, and taking people through that uh, modality and then moving into other alternative movement uh, practices like steel mace, um, which I found um, extremely fun and uh, just something super cool to to take a, a steel mace and swing it around your head and and feel like a warrior in a way um and yeah mm. and do you work with a particular client group particular type of person so at the now now where i'm at with my own coaching is i'm focused on helping fathers especially men and fathers um you know just build a stronger body and find find purpose in movement there's something that comes along with being able to ha have a strong body and have these healthy habits because when you fill your own cup when you are strong in yourself when you are disciplined in your own health like daily habits what that does it, it overflows into your you know your family life into um into your child's life and that's that's uh, like something I see that I, happens for me is when I'm feeling in alignment um, mentally, emotionally, and then physically, it always starts with the physical thing, especially for men, because we, we have this magical um, hormone in our body called testosterone. So when you put your body through a challenging workout, you know, this testosterone, there's this this inner power that that comes from that and you pouring from that overflow from that that self-care in a way that's working out um with a positive mindset it overflows into your family life and that's that's where my focus is is really focusing on you know men and fathers because i believe when you have a strong father in a in a family physically, emotionally, and uh, spiritually, there, something, there is something beautiful about that because the whole family begins to thrive. It mirrors uh, some of the work I've done. I've worked with men and women um, who are busy with their careers and then typically with young families. And um, some of the women in particular I've noticed they have just stopped prioritizing themselves everybody else comes first, their children come first, 
probably their parents come before them as well. And um, yeah, the, it's that old uh, analogy of you have to put your own life jacket on first sometimes. Um, you can't be fully capable and um, present and really giving your best if you're depleted. Um, yeah, and I think there's uh, a lot of people feel some guilt about taking time for themselves and investing in themselves when they have got responsibilities. But yeah, there's definitely a balance to be had there. Hundred mm, um, percent. We were we were talking before we uh, started recording um, about uh, some of the the traditional training methods, um, the type of stuff that you're doing in CrossFit, and that stuff certainly has its place. Um, I've tried out many of those things myself. Um, so maybe for somebody who um, has been down that road for a while, doing perhaps the Olympic lifts or the, the standard squats, deadlifts and presses, or maybe you're a runner and you've measured most of your improvements over the years in terms of how much you can lift or how fast you can run a set distance, what might they be leaving on the table um, by being unaware of some of these other modalities which you've specialized in, things like rope flow, things like the steel mace. So it's quite a quite a broad question. Mm. So what what comes up for me when you when you when you brought that up was, you know, before when you were talking was how my training has my from my my personal training, how it has changed over the years, you know, going from CrossFit into these other modalities, alternative uh, modalities. It's, it just makes you think of like when I was doing CrossFit, what what generally happens in, in CrossFit boxes or from what I've seen is people get very much into the CrossFit. The community aspect is amazing. And what happens is people generally just stay in doing CrossFit. Like they train just to do CrossFit out outside of the the box outside of that gym that that community there's not a lot of other activities that come in come into play like so because of the the heavy loads and the the kinds of training people are generally walking around with some form of pains niggles injuries because they're pushing to to get these numbers to get a score on the board competing with with others um instead of you know using the training to build a base to go and do other activities like hiking swimming surfing any form of other sport it's generally i've seen it happen where people get into crossfit and they get into that that go 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 in the box and that becomes the general fitness and without that they they just there's nothing else um that's just from what i've seen and i saw that for myself and i got more into hiking and getting out outdoors and picking up some other modalities because I saw there was a a bit of a lack in certain movements in CrossFit because CrossFit was generally like the up, down, left, right, you know, picking up heavy weights, rep, a rep, tip, rep, can't get the word, repetitive, uh, <laughs> yeah, rep, repetitive uh, movements constantly. And it's as much as it was, you know, functionally varied, um, there was not a lot of rotation. Um, so I, I picked up uh, other modalities um, like uh, steel mace, which had a lot of rotation in it, uh, especially when you're getting into the 360s 
So that's physically taking a steel mace and doing a full 360 behind your head. And, you know, what that did for me and I started unlocking my, my spine and getting into that spinal movement of using your spine to, to move a weight, which is, you know, off center on a long pole. It, it started waking up muscles that I hadn't used in a very long time. And it took me back to, to the time when I was working at sea, there was a lot of rotation when you are, you know, physically fishing, fishing with tuna pole, you are pulling, you know, you're using your whole body, the whole kinetic chain of, you know, rotating and grabbing with your arm. It's, it's a full body workout and getting into like this functional, functional movement, which uses, you know, all planes of movement. Um, yeah. And that's, that's how I got into the steel mace part of things. And then there's a whole nother story when it comes into the rope flow. Should I share at this point, the, uh, the rope flow video that, um, we were looking at earlier. Yeah. Um, I'll start out, but by saying like, I picked up, I found, um, you know, with a lot of these movement practices, uh, that I've picked up over, over the years, most of the time, it's just been curiosity. Um, you know, when you on Instagram and you see something, um, you follow that, I call it intuition. It's like that, that inner compass where you, you feel this little bit of a pull into something. Oh, what's this? Let me explore. And, you know, you dive a little bit deeper into whatever this modality or what this, this thing is. And rope flow was, is one of those things. Um, I found wake, a wake method, uh, David Weck on online thought he was a, a curious and eccentric, uh, fellow and, um at that time it was lockdowns and i had just i had some old ropes from you know from the boat uh, at at my my apartment it was locked down and i just began ripping it out and learning this this new modality and the more that i played around with it the more i was blown away by something so simple as a rope can be such a profound um tool to build a mind muscle connection and yeah, so this is a little bit of of me, mm-hmm. a YouTube uh, video of me doing some rope flow out in uh, Cape Town with t- lovely ca- uh, Table Mountain in the background. Yeah, talk so, us through what you're doing here. So this movement is called a underhand figure of eight. So what the the rope really does, it gives you such a nice um, feedback into your muscles, especially now into my spine, my thoracic spine, as I'm rolling my shoulders back. Um, I'm also just shifting my feet and just getting back, getting into like a flow state. This is now an overhand figure of eight. And as you can see, I just transitioned from an underhand into an overhand and using my shoulders, using my spine because of that feedback from that centrifugal force, that rotation of the rope, I am breathing nice and deep and allowing my spine to be nice and fluid, um, releasing a lot of the tension that I have and then start getting into some more of the advanced movements like uh, what's called a matador. So you can imagine if I was a a matador with a red cape, I'd be, yeah. So getting into underhand, um, into sneaks, overhand sneaks, underhand sneaks. Um, So what this does, it really helps with, um, you know, that bilateral movement of, uh, how can you say, uh, like bilateral uh, synchronized movements. 
which uh, synchronizes both sides of the body. But also an added benefit is that it synchronizes both hemispheres of the brain. You know, as the, the brain is connected, you know, left hemisphere is connected to your right side of your body. Your right hemisphere is connected to your left uh, side of your body. And the connection between those two parts of your brain start to increase. It's very similar in the way that juggling can also stimulate your brain in such a way that it improves the connection with the mid part of your brain called the corpus callosum, which then, you know, with when you have your creative side and your logical side, and as those neural pathways begin to connect, you synchronize both sides of your body. And it's, it's, that's when you get into what they call a flow state. Um, and for the most part, this is, the, the easiest way that I have found um, for somebody to get into a flow state and into this feeling of what I call a movement meditation. So putting on some music and, and really getting into that flow of feeling this rope, um, feeling your body. It's really a great way to get your mind into your body, getting your mind into your muscles, um, stimulating through this this object outside of yourself yeah mm. so that, that's rope it, and it looks cool <laughs> and it looks cool and it looks and it feels cool mm. yeah it, it's yeah. super fun yeah. yeah i've only tried a very little amount of it so far so i've kind of used it at the beginning of sessions um just a, a couple of basic moves but um yeah particularly if i felt a bit lethargic like didn't really feel like moving that much Okay, I'll try this. Try some of this rope stuff, and five, five, ten minutes or so. It's yeah, it does something different. It's not just warming you up. Um, it's physically, it's not just raising your body temperature. There's definitely some more to it. So you, you mentioned um, David Weck, and I think um, personally, sometimes you I, I see somebody like a, a David Weck character or a, an Edo Portal, and doing doing lizard walks. Uh, you see something and it kind of captures your attention and you think, what's going on here? This is, you know, this is outside the kind of stuff I've seen people doing before. But sometimes I think almost instinctively you you, you think, I think there's something to that. I can see by the, the movement that there's some value in that. Um, this could be something worth exploring. Um, what was your, your journey into the steel mace? How did, how did you first um, come across that? So the, the steel mace came before uh, the rope flow. And that was, um, funny enough, it was my, a good friend of mine who was the, the head coach at the box where I was at. Um, he had shared or he had shown me in a steel mace video. And then just like you say, that, that something about it, you know, you just noticed oh, that looks cool. Like what, what does that feel like? Um, so I, I'm one of those, those people like, that experiences i like to experience things like i'm a kinetic learner so when i see something and I, it's something interests me i want to go try to see what it feels like so i, I like being a white belt in, in that way so i'll always go try out a new movement if something intrigues me i'll be the first one out there to like okay i'll try um just to see what it feels like and that's that's what it was with the steel mace so i've seen this um uh, the gentleman's name is uh, Leo Savage and he had created what's called steel mace flow. 
and it was something about the way that he moved, you know, with a steel mace, with this object. It was more about moving in a flow kind of way. So I, I'll take it back to how, like the martial arts aspect of steel mace flow. It intrigued me because I did uh, karate when I was very young, um, you know, from the age of five to, to 12, I did karate. So there was some martial art aspect to the steel mace flow, which intrigued me. And I saw, you know, this man, he had this literally a steel mace. It looked like it is a weapon in essence, but it's a training tool and he was moving with it, but moving in such a way that it just, it looked beautiful. Like he, he was dancing with it. And it, it made me think of, you know, the, those ancient samurai that, you know, when they move and practice a, a kata. So in karate, we, you practice a kata where you are essentially pretending that you are fighting against a group of people and you are practicing this um, set movements over and over and you are refining it. And, and that's what steel mace flow was, was moving with a mace in such a way that you are re repeating these movements where these movements then become unconscious and you can start connecting multiple movements and, you know, say, listen to a piece of, of music. And now that movements become your dance moves to the music and you can move energy or at least emotion through your body and find some form of, of healing while you're exercising. So it's, it's literally stacking, stacking movement, um, movement therapy, meditation, all of these things all into, into one, um, modality. And that's, that was when I dived deeper into steel mace where well, that's, I only figured out, you know, from after diving into it and, and it's been a, a really cool journey. Mm. Yeah. I think, um, a movement like CrossFit a few years ago was a, a breath of fresh air because it did uh, open things out. It was more expansive, but um, th there's no complete system as far as I can see. And having the instinct to explore uh, just seems to make sense. Um, I think we, yeah, having a systemized way of getting stronger, of getting better conditioning, that's valid, but um, there's, there's so many gaps to be filled in in between. Mm. Um, so being a, an early adopter of these types of uh, modalities, um, what's it like for you where you're based? What's it like in South Africa? Is there much of a scene of this this type of training or um, are, are you lead, leading the charge on this? So, um, you know, for I'd say I'll start with, you know, the steel mace. It was close to two, three years ago that I, I'd started using a steel mace or, you know, I went out of my way to, to actually go and make steel maces. Um, you know, I, I did the the course, I got certified. I was super excited uh, about, you know, about that and becoming a, a steel mace flow coach. Um, and it was very hard for me to get a steel mace in South Africa, first of all. So I had a friend make me one. And then from there, I started doing some R&D and um, yeah, I started producing and fabricating my own steel maces, got me a fabricator and, you know, 
started producing and making steel maces. Um, uh, being a early adopter, it was difficult in the beginning, you know, to get people to to jump on this this new modality, this new way of moving. Like you say, uh, the like you, say, you mentioned there with like the CrossFit, already even that time it was seen, you know, from the general um, bodybuilder, uh, you know, scene in in South Africa in Cape Town. You know, if you did CrossFit, they they'd automatically make fun of your butterfly. Um, your butterfly pull-ups and you know all the kipping and things that that you would do um and you know now bringing a steel mace i was very much a lone ranger in that way you know it was very few people that were interested um in doing you know steel mace but i've seen a a shift you know as as I've I've noticed in South Africa, they are somewhat like two years behind on certain modalities, um, and it's that gap is getting smaller. That's for sure. Um, so I've seen a lot more interest in steel mace now, and same with the the rope flow. Um, I've been fortunate enough to connect with a lot of kite surfers and a lot of surfers in my local area, and gotten quite a few people into rope flow and produce my own ropes as well as sell them and teach people rope flow and get them into moving because those those movements that you learn and you you get from rope flow what it teaches you in your body how to move in a kinetic chain like using the full body shifting your body weight um head over uh, head over foot and getting that rotation really transfers nicely into sports and movements that are on the water especially surfing kite surfing mm, i see let's uh, maybe segue into some of the um other areas that you've explored and utilized you mentioned at the beginning tre um and you gave a, a bit of a teaser that we might uh, talk a bit more about that yeah so uh, can you explain a bit more how that works and uh, how you might use that with clients um, so, you know, with all of these, with all of these movements and modalities that I've, you know, accumulated or, um, you know, have in my tool belt, I'd say, um, you know, I, I coming from, coming from sea, you know, working at the years at sea, you, you learn how to navigate the ocean. Um, and in this way, it's been this really introspective journey and, and beautiful journey of learning new tools to navigate the human body and, you know, different tools for different uh, situations. So it's learning to, um, I've used, I've said this before, was like you become, I've become like a bio navigator of navigating someone's body through movement or through, uh, a mental tool or an emotional tool. So TRE is being is one that goes into a bit of an emotional emotional body uh, tool. So TRE, like I've said, I've said before, is a you know tension release exercise or trauma release exercise. I try and stay away from that particular name just because people see the the trauma side of it as you know, generally people put up a wall straight away when you say, uh, you want to do TRE or, you know, bring up trauma. Um, they initially have a resistance. Oh, no, I don't have any trauma. Um, but seeing TRE as, you know, 
or the trauma aspect of it can be capital T or small T. So a back injury or, you know, you just over like upregulated or you super stressed, you know, you have uh, a very upregulated uh, nervous system. So TRE is something that I use with clients to downregulate them, to get them in a base state so it's easier for them to make cognitive decisions or at least change their mindset in a way. And that's a whole other tool that I use when it comes to the mindset aspect, um, going into story work and language work. But back to TRE, um, in essence, what TRE is, is uh, what's called self-induced neurogenic tremors. So it is a way that the body can activate these natural tremors that we have, uh, that we ca uh, can activate in our body through certain stretches and exercises, especially um, fatiguing and stretching the, the psoas muscle, which then brings about this natural tremoring response, which down-regulates the nervous system because it it's connected to our vagus nerve. Um, and it basically tremoring through the muscles, through the fascia, down-regulates the nervous system in such a way and releases the stored tension that we have in our muscles, in our fascia. And it's it's something for somebody to really experience because explaining it or seeing it on, you know, on a video can be sometimes a bit jarring for people because it's it can look like somebody's having some form of a fit and I always tell people like, you know, you can have, I can have a full on conversation with you while I'm busy tremoring because it is a different part of the brain. It's going back into like the reptilian brain. It's going back into a older part of the brain where, you know, it's that tremoring is activated and then you can still have a full cognitive ability to have a full conversation with someone. Um, yeah. So that's a bit about mm. TRE. Are people ever resistant to try it? Oh, yes, of course. Uh, especially like if they've seen videos or they they generally fear the, the, the thought of not being in control because you aren't cognitively controlling the tremoring. It's your body doing it itself. So that, that thought in itself can be very scary because the ego mind that wants to have control and that's where mm -hmm. you know that unconscious stress can can sideswipe you um talking from experience uh i had uh i had experienced bowel's palsy when i was working at sea and that was one of the the reasons why i i got you know got out of working at sea was that unconscious stress that i was holding and waking up one day in the morning where the left side of my face was completely paralyzed. And this is in the middle of the ocean. Um, and it was from there where, you know, the body it has this intelligent way of telling you that something is wrong, you know, through pain, through sickness, through a dis-ease in the body. And learning to listen to that is something I like to teach my you know, my clients is learning to listen to the body. And from there in getting curious, you can find a solution 
um, TRE being one of those solutions where the body has a very innate intelligence where it knows what to do and it knows how to downregulate and de-stress without the thinking mind getting in the way. Mm, okay, I'm trying to picture this. So how, how long does a session last and, and what's the right kind of environment to do it in? I'm, I'm guessing that you're not doing this in the uh, on the gym floor. Um, not after a, a, not after a good practice and and learning to be comfortable with the with this tremoring. So, you know, we are all born. All mammals have the ability to to tremor. Um, animals do this in the wild. Um, there's a, a video of a gazelle that gets caught by a cheetah. Um, you know, it has a cheetah by its neck, and the cheetah gets bored with the with this gazelle and wanders off and the, the camera is still on the on the gazelle and the gazelle just starts tremoring starts shaking gets up and you can see it's all sh like shaky um you know if you want to use the word it's traumatized in a way um he can't go about the rest of his day grazing the grass thinking like oh my i can't i can't eat i can't do anything i'm traumatized so at this natural um tremoring begins to happen in its body it shakes and it want, it shakes for a good while on the floor, um, gets up and it wanders off completely fine um, because it has to reset its nervous system, has to reset, you know, all of that fight and flight, that freeze mode, that cortisol, that adrenaline that was pumping through its body, the tenseness that it had in its muscles as it was being chased by this cheetah or and being caught by this cheetah, you know, and it's, in its uh, body, it's perhaps thought, well, I'm going to die now. So it, things had to shut down or at least freeze. Um, and then it didn't. So it has to reset that whole system. And that's what the tremoring really does. Um, I've lost the question. I'm going to have to repeat that again. No, that, that was a good, uh, a, a good comparison to draw because I have heard of that. I have heard of animals after they've had some kind of stress or physical trauma um yeah doing this kind of shaking uh and it makes sense that um yeah we we would have a similar system uh so yeah i think the question was um what does a session actually look like how long are you, are you working with someone and where does it take place um so yeah so i, I do sessions in person and online um you know with with it being online you know from lockdowns and and going through studying TRE online, it's it's really opened me up to teaching people, um, you know, all around the world. So in the comfort of your own home, you know, especially if you have a quiet room, um, creating that space, um, a session can be is generally 60 minutes. And I always have it, um, you know, in a package or, you know, from four to six sessions. And that's just to, so I can see that uh, the client or the person is, able to self-regulate so they know when to slow down or when to stop the the um, tremors especially in the beginning because their nervous system is not yet used to the tremors so i can feel very overwhelming in the beginning um, a session looks like you know going having just a, a check-in seeing how someone's feeling i generally ask the question of like you know if you were to rate yourself from one to ten um what does it look like? Uh, what do you feel like? And if somebody comes into a session very stressed, you know, they're giving a 
a reading of like, I'm feeling a nine today, you know, super overwhelmed, you know, very triggered or very uh, short tempered. And, you know, going through a TRE session, um, you know, there's a couple of stretches and um, uh, exercises that, you know, I show or guide people through. And then once they begin a, a session, you know, sometimes in the, the first or second session, there can be very little um, tremors and you can tremor for maybe five to 10 minutes, 15 minutes. But by the third or fourth session, there's a switch where, you know, the body begins to realize, or at least the ego begins to realize, the thinking mind begins to realize like, oh, I'm safe. I'm feeling safe, you know, being guided by this person, by this TRE provider. And, you know, tremoring can come through the body and you can see sometimes there's a, a bit of like a a resistance, uh, a, a bit of a scare to this person. And like, I have to ask them all these questions while they're going through a session, like, how are you feeling? Are you okay with that? And building that internal safety for them by asking these questions, because everything that is happening in the body is very natural and it's very normal. Not one session or one client is going to look the same as an, another person because everybody has their own holding patterns, their own tension patterns throughout their body. So it's you can have some some unique surprises in the way that some people can tremor. You know, some people can go through the six sessions and have very little tremors, and that can be that they're holding a lot of tension, or at least their mind is un is. Uh, has resistance to really letting the body do what it wants to do. And then I can have people go through one session where they're just having this hysterical shaking throughout their body and they're going to complete laughter because they are so amazed at, at their body. And that can tell me a lot about person's mind-muscle connection. Mm, fascinating stuff. Something I'm definitely going to have to look into more. So um, what are you currently focused on learning what you're excited to learn about or is there anyone that you would like to train with um at the moment um for me at the moment like what's what's really lighting me up at the moment is you know incorporating you know other modalities um when it comes to the mindset piece you know i've i've worked a lot with like the physical body um you know with the 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 physical body from like the CrossFit, the steel mace, the the rope, and then the emotional side or the tension side, the stress side from with the TRE. And I've moved a lot into working with uh, clients with story work, the mindset piece, and taking, you know, mindset, which can be such a broad term, you know, when people say, when you hear people say, um, you know, should have a positive mindset. And I've gone through a, a program called uh, Inlifted, which has really given me the tools to help people with their mindset in such a practical way, because it's taking mindset and it's taking it to its uh, to its core, which is really the words that we use, and this repetition of these words. And most people are walking around with very negative, using a lot of negative words, and have this negative inner inner dialogue, which you know, the stories that they tell themselves about themselves. And that creates that negative um, mindset. And uh, having this tool and the skill set to help people shift that has been so 
seeing the results of it has been so amazing and so fulfilling on my side, but fulfilling on their side because it, it changes their whole paradigm. And it, it literally changes the whole paradigm because it changes the lens in which they see the world because they begin to notice this inner dialogue, the the words that they use. Um, so yeah, that's something I'm, I'm very, I'm practicing a lot and, and using a lot of it because it connects so it plugs in so easily with like the other work that I do with the movement side and the, you know, the TRE side. And then tying that all together is, you know, seeing all of this through an holistic lens and seeing, you know, it's, it's always been about the mindset. It's always been about the, you know, the emotional side and the physical side and then tying it all together through like a spiritual lens of like, well, this is my human body and I'm a, a spiritual being having a human experience. Um, if you if you want to go like that route or see it through through like that, it's you know this helping other people have a better human experience is what's really exciting me and tying that all all together through through that holistic lens. Mm, you, you mentioned earlier that your um, main focus in terms of the people you work with at the moment is fathers. Mm, um, yes. So, uh, yeah, what are you, what are you offering there? Would you like to talk a bit more about that? So I'm, I'm currently working on a one month program. Um, the, the name for it at the moment, um, it's, it's up in the air to change, uh, called forge fathers. So that's a month program of, you know, going through this identity piece of, you know, fathers that become fathers and, you mentioned it earlier, you know, where, where people lose that, that self-care, where it becomes, you know, um, focused on the child, on the family, and they lose that focus on themselves and their health deteriorates. And it's that analogy of, you know, putting your own life vest on first before, you know, helping someone or, you know, putting your air, uh, air, your oxygen mask on first before, you know, anybody else. And, I like the analogy of like you fill your own cup, you fill your own cup first and you pour from that overflow. And that's what I am working on is focusing on fathers and helping them cultivate the healthy habits that go into filling up their own cup so they can pour from that overflow, which flows into their family. And from there, it's, you have this, this power, this influence in your family where you can inspire them to do the same because kids, that's how kids really learn. They learn from observation. They learn from mimicking their caregivers, their, their fathers, their mothers. So when you are taking care of yourself, your child sees that um, they, they see how you take care of yourself. So they would automatically learn that through observation, through mimicry, to take care of themselves and see themselves as oh, I'm important. I'm, I'm a person and I'm going to take care of myself. Um, uh, my, my wife had this, actually sent me a message not long ago where, you know, she said, she sent me a message that she wanted to get back into, into the gym, into working out, into taking care of herself because she's feeling inspired by, you know, by me. And it's just by me focusing and doing my thing and, 
um, being in integrity with that and having my values around, you know, my health, what that does for for my family, what that does for my wife. I mean, yesterday she, I was having a bit of a crazy day and she's like, no, go, go to gym for an hour, come back and come back a better dad. Cause she knows like if I was to go get a workout in and, and feel better because I was, we were stuck in the house the whole day. She knows that I'll come back feeling better, feeling more relaxed, feeling more myself. And then from there I can pour from the overflow. So when it comes to the program that I have, finding that all back to, to that is teaching and guiding men fathers through that process of cultivating those healthy habits so that's um and then i've got a, a another program a 90-day holistic program where it ties a lot of all these things all together um if you already have a movement practice if you already have a gym routine it ties into all the little things that stack up upon each other you know when it comes to movement the mindset the nutrition and you know the sleep which we call like the foundational four. And it I help and guide men to build those out over a three-month period where they create their own healthy habits and really instill them into, into their life where it becomes a lifestyle, a holistic lifestyle. Daniel, this has been a pleasure. Really good to get some insights into the, uh, the varied um, approaches that you're using and uh, hopefully for people to find out about um, what you offer and at least get a basic understanding of these different ideas. Um, where can people connect with you or find out more? So they can connect with me on Instagram at uh, Dan DePaul. So that's D-A-N-D-E-P-A-O. Um, and yeah, just reach out to me on Instagram. Um, I do have a link there, but send me a, a DM um, I'm always open to have a conversation. Um, yeah, and just connect with more, you know, men who are looking to live a holistic lifestyle or feel more aligned, feel healthier, so they can go out um from you know surviving to you know a thriving and really really thriving for their family, you know, for the the future generation, for their kids. Um, I want to see fathers out there, you know, having adventures with their with their kids on the on the daily. Fantastic. So I'll include uh, links to where people can contact you, and yeah, definitely check out Daniel's Instagram. You'll see some uh, some great scenery, some uh, different ways to move, and uh, yeah, it's uh, an inspiring inspiring profile. So once again, thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you, Imran. Thank you for having me on the podcast and thanks for everybody for listening. Ciao.